Welcome to the Mary Jane Experience. Unbiased, unabridged, and most of all, informative. From our mountaintop view here in Colorado, here's how we see the cannabis industry today. Let's look at weed. Welcome back to the Mary Jane Experience podcast, everyone. I am Casey Jones, the host with the absolute least. Uh, This week, we had an amazing time chatting with another podcast called Weed and Grub. They're awesome. It stars Miss Mary Jane Gibson. Yes, that's actually her name. And Mike Glazer. These guys are incredible. Mike is an Emmy-nominated writer and comedian. Uh, Mary Jane's written for the likes of High Time. She's a cultural cannabis writer as well as an actress. They are both absolutely incredibly intelligent as well as wonderfully funny individuals. So we had the opportunity to hop on a live stream with them. Uh, to just chat, you know, podcast to podcast. This is this is going to be away from our typical uh, format of going and seeking out a subject, trying to discuss something in particular, and more just, hey, we're going to talk about weed with these guys. These guys are absolutely incredible. Like I said, they have some great stories from their careers, not only in the cannabis industry, but also in the entertainment industry. So we got to talk a little bit about that. We got some insights into acting. We got some insights into High Times and its original format when Mary Jane was working for them. Uh, So yeah, we're just going to let this one play through. It was a great conversation. Sit back, relax, enjoy our conversation with Weed and Grub podcast, Miss Mary Jane Gibson and Mike Glazer. So happy to be here. Hi, guys. Yo, what up, what up, what up? (laughs) So you guys are in West Hollywood. Yes. And you're locked down, I imagine. Locked down with plenty of cream pie. I um, (laughs) (laughs) have made it my job to eat a half a cream pie for every three days of lockdown. That sounds responsible. That's a good advent calendar. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Amazing idea. Have you eaten your cream pie today? Uh Yes, I have. I've had to get on that. Right. (laughs) I'm more of like the the salty, so I'm making a goal to eat as much ramen as humanly possible. um, We've just gone back to straight college top ramen. It's amazing. It's day by day for me. It's either like SpaghettiOs and ramen or like raw vegan. So um, it's there's no rules around here. You're sitting in that swing, man, that perfect swing of like wildly healthy and wildly just indulgent. That's, that's how to live, you know? It's called balance. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) It's yin and yang. Oh man. So you two have a podcast together. How, tell us how you met. What's that story look like? I'll let Mike take that one away. (laughs) Um, I was working at Best Buy and Mary Jane came in and she wanted a Switch, a Nintendo Switch. And instead, I talked her into buying a shitload of podcasting equipment and then invited myself to start making a podcast with her because I knew her from high times. And so I basically like got commissioned on a sale at Best Buy, started a podcast, invited myself to it, and uh, now we make stuff together. Well done. How so true that's is that? <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I, I always love Mike take it to take it away first because uh, it's it's never it's the same story. twice. It's, it's a wonderful. Story I've time. heard we met on it like a pirate ship. We <laughs> we met on that's how uh, we met. Yeah, really? 
yeah. Land Rover in Antarctica one time. <laughs> so <laughs> the real was deal was actually pretty great, though. Um, I rolled up on a golf cart at a High Times Cannabis Cup to meet Mike because I've been told by a colleague. I was the um, culture editor at High Times for a while. And uh, at that time, Mike was making videos that had uh, gone viral where he was like smoking with Snoop and getting high and meeting a sloth and doing all these wonderful things. And, and a colleague... One. A colleague of mine was like, you have to meet Mike Glazer because I did the entertainment section. And so I rolled up on a golf cart and hopped off and met Mike and um, we hit it off right away. And then he did a dab and forgot meeting me. And so he had to come back and reintroduce himself the next day. I was embarrassed. <laughs> nice. Wow. And then um, we went out to lunch. We did that like LA thing where you like go to lunch and you suss each other out and you, you know, have a power salad and um <laughs> so <laughs> over that salad we just decided that we loved both you know like obviously we love eating and food and we love weed and we liked each other so much and that was the cornerstone for our podcast nice yeah that's awesome and how long have you guys been doing the podcast together now uh this is, i think boy um <laughs> we're coming uh, up on how many years. dabs have you done since you started the podcast <laughs> Wow. Imagine trying to calculate (laughs) how much weed you've smoked in two years. Like yikes. I don't want to know. Yeah. Infinity. Infinity weed. I have have consumed a, um, I would say a sumo wrestler's weight in weed. Yeah. I think the proper amount of weed consumption is N plus one and representing the current amount you've already had Mm -hmm. plus one more weed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. Give or take. I like that. I want I like see it with like the CSI equations or the criminal minds yeah, equations yeah. floating around. <laughs> it's a beautiful mind, like how much more should I have? Whoa. Oh, that's one hard. more. Oh, <laughs> it's always one more. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So Mike, you're a dabber. Mary Jane, are you a dabber as well? What's your favorite method? I am not a dabber. I did have one perfect dab one time where I really understood what it was. I mean, and I think that's great actually because it gave me an appreciation for dab culture that I didn't have before that. I really didn't understand it because, you know, obviously it's, if you don't know about dabs, it can be off-putting to see a torch come out and that, that whole kind of thing had really, um, uh, I hadn't understood it until I did have a perfect dab, like overlooking mountains in Malibu with a friend from NorCal who gave me a baby dab. And then we sat down to dinner at sunset. And I was like, oh, that's, I do feel like held in the palm of the universe's hand. Oh, wow. Nice. Um, and it was lovely. And so that was my experience where I, I kind of got it, but it's too much for me on a regular basis. I'm definitely like a low tolerance person um, on a day to day basis. So I, I'm a, like a five milligram to 10 milligram edible person right now i love tinctures a lot oh tinctures um, are my favorite That's what I'm yeah yeah and so awesome. and um when i'm smoking i love you know just like high cbd outdoor sun-grown flower i i kind of am like a a moderate intake person when it comes to cannabis yeah, yeah. you're on my same exact level there like i'm also tiny so like even a five milligram edible is more than enough for me um, are you all in a dollhouse yep. dollhouse yeah. Oh, tiny. are we in one? I was like, are we Correct. in the dollhouse? Am I missing? <laughs> Is that a band? <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys, you all fuck dollhouse? Shit, we are so not cool. We don't know who dollhouse is. 
New yeah. album dropping June fifth. Um, yeah, this yeah. is a tiny dollhouse in a tiny town of like fifty people in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're here for quarantine. Yeah, we actually it, it is funny. We do it, the town we live in. It's called Eldora, Colorado, and it's oh. actually thirty five minutes up the hill from Boulder. And there's maybe twenty people and thirty dogs and wow. two streets. And wow. so we moved in on Sweet January fifth when it was five degrees and blowing 60 miles an hour. And so we're like, we're not going outside. Fuck that shit. And then this whole quarantine thing happened and it was like, how's quarantine? We're like, it's been this way since January. Oh, same. <laughs> like, wow. Same old. <laughs> what, is, what are you guys doing for your um, cannabis intake? Like, do you, ha- do you have a stockpile or are you able to shop in your town? Or what Luckily, you Colorado uh, deemed some dispensaries essential. Yeah, uh, we yeah. haven't gone though. We've been <clears throat> yeah, fully we stockpiled. We get so much weed just through everything that we do yeah. that, like, I'm not sure we can smoke it all. It's um, <laughs> actually yeah. true. <laughs> and like all the edibles, I'm just like, yes, finally a chance to catch up on all this shit. So, I can see people are frantically pulling up your location on Google Maps right oh, now. Oh, I know. We have bears and cougars and bobcats. They keep guard on the other side of the moat. Nice. And we have a fierce guard dog as well. Yeah, we have a ten pound Shawini. She uh, she's really good at fucking up flies. Daisy What's Jane. her name? Daisy, Daisy Jane. Jane. Yeah. Oh, Daisy. She's Jane. the shit. Yeah, she's really cool. Yeah. That's, so that's while we're on so the topic, last uh, last small last question about your town. Um, is mm-hmm. there like does everybody work at a shop? in town and then go back home? Is it the kind of thing where like Jim has a hardware store and Meryl has a grocery <laughs> store or like, For what's sure. the layout? A little bit. Yeah, you're it's like, like 50/50. that guy works at the co-op and mm. she works at the coffee shop and she works at the dispensary. And Jim up the street's been the bartender at the one brewery for the last 20 years and throws epic parties. I love like, it. Yeah. yeah. That guy he has a hockey rink in, in the back of his house. Though, so. <laughs> There's a school bus with a chimney, and I still haven't met them, but it's always running, so I know they live in there. There's <laughs> <laughs> a park down by the river. Like, yeah. Yes. Uh, so, weird place. But I'm convinced that's where Elvis is just kicking it. Nobody knows. <laughs> that's awesome. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. We're going to see on National Enquirer's front page, Elvis founded chimney school bus. Yeah. <laughs> Turns awesome. out he was actually the guy down by the river the whole time. <laughs> Stealing weed from local podcast owners. Yeah. He got so petty. Oh, man. Elvis got so petty. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, I imagine um, quite a different scene where you guys are. Like, warm weather. and But you guys have dispensaries still open, right? Yeah, what's the scene like in California right now? Yeah, so we're lucky because you know, cannabis businesses were deemed essential here as well. And I actually just had to go out and do a run the other day because we're doing some recipe development and we needed some chocolate edibles um, for this beautiful cream pie that we're making. Actually, I'm on a cream pie kick right now. And, uh, <laughs> and we'd run out of our chocolate that was infused. And so I did curbside pickup, which was wonderful. I mean, it's, yeah. it's great that they, the Bureau of Cannabis Control in California implemented that to minimize consumer contact. So delivery and yeah. curbside pickup are available and there were all these businesses that have been wanting to to do that pre-covid and mm-hmm. um, now they've been able to pivot to that so it was great like i drove up i didn't get out of my car i was approached you know by someone who stood 10 feet away and it was it was great yeah yeah, nice. yeah i wish we had delivery here yeah. that's something the curb we're we are doing the curbside pickup and Enough. that's also amazing but delivery just sounds you know just leave it at a doorstep um, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Somebody, there was a business here. They, they issued the first um, delivery license in Colorado, but then they said, they're like, oh yeah, we'll be up and running in like a month and a half. And we're like, well, I mean, we might still be in this, great. but I hope not. Like, I hope we don't need it by then. Good God, yeah. mate. So. Yeah. But speaking of cream pie and recipe creations, you guys do, obviously, Weed and Grub, it's in the name, but you guys do a lot with food on your podcast. So tell us a little bit about, you know, how that came about, your, like, your cooking experience. Mike, I think you might have been a chef in a past life. I maybe in a past life, maybe like a recent past life, <laughs> like a past month. Um, day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's an interesting way to think about life. Like I had a past life a month ago. Yo, I was a different moon phase, man. Yeah, it feels like that. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, I grew up in a family that just microwaved frozen vegetables with a dash of water oh you getting a text i know i'm trying to turn that off my sorry my uh my dumb uh message thing goes off and i can't oh, that's a weird turn it off. okay our dog's been shaking her collar so yeah, podcasting <laughs> sorry <Okay. laughs> um, anyway yeah uh where was i oh yeah it was 1876 um <laughs> so i i um yeah i just grew up in a family where like we ate dinner but it was always microwave meals and so I usually just ate tuna cans of tuna mixed with a bunch of mayonnaise and melted cheese on top uh and that was like all I ate every night it sounds pretty good but at a certain point in college um eating nothing but frozen pizzas and lifting weights seemed like a weird identity to have so I kind of wanted to like not be that person anymore and um and my ex-girlfriend, Lindsay, she nominated me for Worst Cooks in America because of that dietary situation and how she was like, I don't want to be, I don't, I, I like you, but I don't like your choices. And so, uh, you know, what better way to get somebody to make better choices than put them on TV in a competition. And uh, so after being on Food Network's Worst Cooks in America, which is on Hulu right now, season five, um, I fell in love with cooking and it's because of people like Bobby Flay, who was just like a real deal motherfucker. And, uh, so I went to culinary school after that. And now it's like one of the most important parts of my life. Like that's my meditation, um, every single day. It's like more than a hobby, but I don't want to make it a job because then it won't be as fun. So it's like yeah. a borderline profession that I never want to become a profession because then you know, it'll lose a little sparkle. Yeah. For sure. If you ever were, win like a James Beard award, you have to write that memoir and make that documentary. <laughs> I, I would fucking love to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Like, right? can you imagine the guy who, yeah, that's such a great idea. The guy who Microwave went from frozen pizzas to awards. Fuck yeah, man. I, I will say, kind of food it would be. being the pizza yeah. person who gets to like try a lot of the recipes that Mike dreams up, like he'll be cooking at his apartment at three in the morning and like the next morning I'll come over and he'll be like, I made a, um, olive oil poached tuna sandwich from Samin nose rots, acid, fat, salt, heat, or whatever. Yeah, that was it. You nailed it. Yeah. And I was like, you did what now? <laughs> At three in the morning by yourself? And he's like, you don't even know what half those words are. <laughs> <laughs> and he like plated it and made my mouth sing. And I was like, this is a good person to know. You know, he's, you he's really talented. I don't know if you, you know. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's, what's it's better than having the fucking joint hanging out of your mouth? while you're making a luxurious long meal that takes three hours to make, and by then you're starving because the munchies have kicked in. Like, yeah, the yeah. meditation is in the cooking, right? Yeah. yeah. There you go. And then you do yeah. the dishes because it feels 
you get, you know, you do the dishes and it feels like closure. And there's kind of this bonsai tree trimming situation to doing the dishes. Yeah. That's a great way to look at dishes. We don't have a dishwasher in our dollhouse, so I've been trying to get super zen with it. Yeah. But um, sometimes, What's the you know. piece of equipment, you're, besides like a spoon or a fork, like are you using the same plate over and over because it's just like, fuck this. We have four plates. <laughs> yeah, um, totally. And we'll use them all before we yeah. wash them. Yeah, but we have like four plates, four bowls, four so. mugs, and like we just use the same fork and knife over and over again. Yeah, but we also <laughs> live in a van half the time. So like yeah. in a van, you can't have more than four plates anyways. Mm -hmm. You and just you don't have room for anything. definitely don't have a dishwasher in the van. Yeah, you're like cleaning yeah. like plates in a river, you yeah. know? <laughs> but I would say cannabis is one of my favorite mindfulness tools in existence because if you just smoke a joint, everything is fun. And mm -hmm. I, I can actually slow down as a person who's always like, do everything at a million miles an hour. Yeah. Like I can slow down and enjoy washing a dish or cooking a three hour mm -hmm. meal, which I think the longest meal I've cooked has been here in quarantine that maybe took me one and a half, two hours. Yeah. Oh, was yeah. it like a bunch of roasting or like a slow simmering sauce? Yeah, it was um, roasting the beets takes a while. And then cooking barley takes 45 minutes, and I started that last, so that's really why it takes so You reverse, reverse engineered it. You know, yeah. order of operations, we're, yeah. we're working on that. It's fine. I'm a chef now, too, um, because I can't leave the house. No, so. but it is a funny part. We were joking about quarantine. We're like, shit, now we have to cook like most of our meals. And, and I come from a long bartending background, so I've always been a big fan of cooking and the culinary scene in general. A bunch of my friends are chefs. They're all insane and I love them. Um, but like now that we're all stuck at home and we're cooking, it's like, oh, well, let's try like a beet and barley salad. Like, fuck yeah, like fire up a joint. Let's hang out for two hours and figure this out. Yeah. Yes. So it's, it's been kind of like the silver lining, you know? Yeah, we got super situation. creative the other day because I was craving a Singapore Mai Fun, which is like this very specific dish that I used to get in New York at this Chinese restaurant that I loved. And I was like, I don't have any of those components, but let's wing it and see. And we made like a weird curry couscous with shrimp and bacon that kind of approximated it. It was, it was close. Yeah. Either way, it was like a huge pan of great looking stuff. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> <It was fun. laughs> Do the one pan meals. Oh, those are our favorite, especially being oh, in a yeah. van and you just got like the one big skillet. We only have one pan. You <laughs> yeah. Mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For real. That's part so of it. <laughs> and our oven doesn't work because he started a fire in it. Um, and so now we only have a toaster time. oven. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was, it was bad. It was the first time I had to use a fire extinguisher inside and not to fuck with a friend of mine. Uh -huh. um, actually for a fire and not just like waking somebody yeah. up with a fire extinguisher. But that's a story for another time. Because <laughs> traumatic. Wow. Yeah. Um. Well, speaking of stories, I'm always interested and I ask everybody this that we have on the podcast. <clears throat> how were you introduced to the plant cannabis? What was your first kind of experience? Did you grow up with it? Was it a classic like... Shoulder Did your tap a homeless name guy. You after it? <laughs> hey. <laughs> it is my real name. It is my Mary Jane is my real name. Um, I got I grew up in Newfoundland in Canada. And um, oh, okay. so there was no weed. It was all hash. Mm. Um, and so my introduction as a teenager was like, you know, my friends getting a gram of hash and like, you know, rolling spliffs and driving around and listening to, you know, at the time it was like the grunge scene was just coming up. And so it was like, you know, listening to Soundgarden while like driving through the hills and being baked. It was an amazing, magical thing. And a friend of mine just reminded me that uh, we were on tour doing kids theater, like out around the bay, which is the 
what uh, the rural parts of Newfoundland are called. And we were like in this tiny town called Bay Roberts. And he was like, do you remember that joint we smoked? And then we did that thing where you think you've just come up with it and you're a genius, where we pretended we were in a car and we walked through the drive-thru at McDonald's. We've <laughs> <laughs> all I, done that, huh? Everyone's done it. And when you do it, the you international think you're a sign, you like weed. And then you get all pissed when they won't serve you. You're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, awesome. my dog is barking. Um, yeah, so that was that was pretty funny. My friend John just wrote to me for my birthday. And he was like, do you remember that? I think I was about 16. So that was my introduction was like a really positive, wonderful, creative tool that nice. I shared with friends. Um, and then I moved to Montreal and sort of like had my first encounter where people were actually smoking weed. Um, and since then, I've kind of just always been lucky to be around people who kind of know where the good is. Um, and then, you know, of course, when I met the whole gang in New York uh, who worked at High Times, I was like, a whole new level was unlocked. I got to the next level of the video game. And mm. I was like, oh, what are you talking about? And they were like, yeah, look, yeah. At, look, at, look at this and smell this and smoke this. And that was a, a beautiful new world. All the, mm. the real weed. That's how I felt yeah. when I moved to Colorado. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, not Pennsylvania weed anymore. Like, when's right. the last time you heard a seed pop in a pipe? Oh, that's a great college, question. Probably college, yeah, like, be so, like ten right? years like, ago for me. A minute ago, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I know. Oh, that was over a crazy. decade. Sometimes the weed is too good now, mm -hmm. and like we'll ask for the shitty stuff because we're like, I I want to smoke a whole joint. Like, I want to enjoy yeah. this. I don't want to <clears> get so high after one puff. But um, yeah, yeah that, that's the sun grown. Like for me, that's why I'm always happy when someone shows up and they're like, I grew this myself outside. And you're like, oh yeah. good, it's not gonna be that like punch you in the face hydro, especially yeah, like yeah. in LA, it's all indoor, like Kush, which will literally put me out, you mm -hmm. know? So yeah, yeah, it's always nice to get that good. Yeah, I was, I was super surprised the first time I discovered um, caviar. So it's super high potency weed. Those out there who don't know, super high potency weed rolled in wax, rolled in keef. And I walked in one time and I was like, what the fuck is this shit that's 57% THC? They're like, oh, that's caviar, bro. I'm like, when being too high is not high enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> what, what are you doing? <laughs> but hey, some people have a really high tolerance and I get it. But yeah, yeah, yeah that, that like, everyone. man, every now and again, I really do. Man, I'm like, fuck, I really miss that really shitty bunk weed we had in like junior high school. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. like, you, smoke you like smoke a whole day. joint and laugh a bunch all and then day. like go about your day. Yeah. But yeah. speaking of like getting super fucked up on weed, like cooking with weed is often when I make the mm. most mistakes there. If I made a cream pie and I had a slice, I would probably kill myself. <laughs> Not that you can kill yourself on weed, but you know what I'm saying. No, so, like, when will this end? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, tell us a little bit about what you've discovered in the art oh, the of cooking with weed. We had a great time uh, where we made a video. Um, we were developing a recipe for a can of cobbler for a baked to perfection column in um, Mary Jane. Nice. And we decided to film it. And we had made our own infused butter with this uh, purple punch shake that a friend of us had given just a huge amount to. And so we didn't really measure it. We didn't know how strong it was. We made the cobbler. It was delicious. We ate a whole piece. And then we tried to film another video. <laughs> And in that video, I am nonverbal. She's sitting there with her yeah. hands, like held together, uh, just like your video goes like this, and like just like on her chest, and she's just kind of looking down the whole and nodding the whole time. And I know that she thinks she's saying things out loud to <laughs> the camera. I know she thinks she is, but she's definitely not. And she just kept drinking water. So 
Like if we could do a super cut of the video, there would just be different levels of a water glass completely being refilled and chugged and refilled again. It was awesome. It was so fun. <laughs> it was oh, really man. kind of, I think it's really great every once in a while to test your own limits and do that kind of heroic dose and realize, you yeah. know, number one, nothing bad will happen. Like yeah. the worst that can happen is a nap. And mm -hmm. number two, it might be more fun than you think to occasionally like flex or stretch your own boundaries, you know, like, yeah. which it was for me in that moment because I was with friends. Um, I wasn't worried about having to do anything like operate a vehicle or anything. I was in a safe place. And I was like, Oh, I'm so high that like the walls are kind of bending. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. okay. Did I take mushrooms or <laughs> was that weed? I don't remember now. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. We've oh, all man. been there. So, so speaking of cooking with weed, what are some, uh, some of your tips and tricks you can maybe toss out to the greater world out there for anybody now that they're stuck at home and you might want to make your own edibles? Man, you know what? For me, I mean, I love that can of cobbler and we all had a great time and it was strong as fuck. Mm -hmm. But like, <sighs> flavor first. Like, come on. I'm, I'm all about punching my dick in every once in a while. But like, I want to eat a really good tasty meal so if i'm using butter and it's like it's like infused butter or something and i'm basting a steak with it or just like putting it on top of some like beautiful root vegetables like, like i want it to taste good before i want it to like knock me silly and so for me like i'll take i'll take just a little bit of weed and a really great meal over like something that tastes like trash because i'm trying to get messed up yeah, I love that. I also really love. Um, we have a friend named Holden uh, Jagger, Chef Holden Jagger, who speaking just, of James Beard, he cooked. Uh, you, he was the first cook ever to do a James Beard dinner where he was showing and profiling Turks. No way! For all these chefs who had no idea what he was talking about. Yeah, and it's so <laughs> important awesome. to him to to really use cannabis as uh, an aromatic, you know, and mm, to introduce okay. people to the terpene profiles. And I just love everything he does, and I love the way that you know he talks about maybe pairing a strain with your meal as opposed to infusing your meal it might be better for some people because then you can really sort of like choose your own adventure a little more, which is mm -hmm. you know, I love that. for me as a low doser, it's really important to be able to like you know, still eat the food. And, you know, if I'm hungry, I don't want to have the whole, you know, yeah. thing infused necessarily. Yeah. It's like an R.L. Stein, like choose your own ending kind of novel. Yeah. As opposed to just being like, well, let's see what happens. You can be like, yeah. yeah. Actually, you'll know what would be great would be if you start with a tincture, because I mean, especially because mm. the onset, it takes forever for an edible to kick in or for anything infused. But if you, if you started with like a tincture based cocktail to get it flowing, and then you did a pairing dinner the rest of the way that would be the move there you go you get and just low flavors. dose all the way you know everything <laughs> yeah, like one milligram roll. by the end you've had 10 or 20 but like totally and then maybe all. like a dessert all. situation where you could choose the 100 milligram version mm -hmm. or the three milligram version yeah. and like yeah. a little cbd yeah. cocktail or something at the end mm -hmm. that'd be an all right taste i like that i did it I was nervous because I was asked to moderate a round table for a Playboy video and it was all infused. And I was uh, nervous because of course, like eating that much and being on camera for such a, a big outlet was yeah. Um, yeah, a little intimidating. But what was great was the chef did that m sort of micro infusions for every level. It was Chef Andrea Drummer who has the cannabis cafe here in, mm -hmm. in LA. Mm -hmm. And then the dessert was 20 milligrams. Nice. Like, oh, got it. So at the end- Did you hear my idea? You know, huh. she must have heard my idea. She heard your idea. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> have you guys been to her cafe? Mm -hmm. I've heard yeah. about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's probably, you know, on hiatus like most other places right now. But yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, we had a great dinner there with a bunch of friends for sort of like a a holiday party. And just, yeah, we we sort of were like, spare no expense, bring everything. And yeah, it was great. It was a very hazy night. Fuck yes. Of course. (laughs) Those are the best. Yeah, I can't wait till we get that kind of thing here in Colorado. Right now, I think you'd you'd have to get a private chef for your experience. Yeah, you can't do any public consumption areas or huh. things like that yet not well, i think they've approved some licenses but it, have, yeah like gone through yeah i don't know we gotta learn more about that we do have to learn, well the problem in colorado is it, it seems like things just move slower like major metropolitan areas like like la and san francisco you know people come up with ideas and it's like the money's behind it and everybody's ready to roll yeah whereas in colorado <clears throat> you know though we were pretty quick on the recreational side um we just have such a small population and it's county by county and everything everybody just moves at a different pace here so it just you know we'll get it eventually to me though that colorado is doing it right as far as the sort of regulation and taxation goes compared to california which is like a hot mess mm-hmm. yeah. like, so many businesses here are just not able to operate where yeah know, well from it's my kind point of, of view, yeah i'd love to hear you talk about it yeah well it's kind of interesting because because from what i can understand california i mean california in and of itself right one of the largest economies in the world operates more like a country in Europe than it does like a state in America. Whereas like Colorado, I think we have, I think we have half of the population of LA in the whole state. Hmm. So, you know, for, for our regulation to happen, it is kind of the Petri dish is much smaller. So the data set is much more comprehensible county by county. Whereas, you know, in California, there's, you have different, we like don't have political the, like, sets, legal you know? dispensaries either. You guys <laughs> yeah. have that huge problem. And your gray market's big and and you have a distribution yeah. situation that, that we don't have a problem with. Because a lot of the cases mess. for distribution here is is it's like your distributor is also the guy that's reselling. So it's like in company and we don't have time limits on things. I know distribution in California is like if you need to get something from farm to uh, retail, it has to be done in 24 hours. So if you like grown in Humboldt and you're trying to get it to San Diego, like that's pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> so it's crippling. You know. It really yeah. is. It's it's really hard for so many of the folks that uh, you know I knew in 2012 who were so excited about the market opening up, who are now just yeah. out of business. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of sad. It's and, if, sad. and 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 I think also too, you guys have the the microscope on you guys because um, in Colorado we had a lot of issues with labeling. So there were companies that would launch a product, get it all packaged, get it ready to go, do an entire product run. And then like the next day they would wake up and Colorado would be like, oh, the, the little diamond THC thing has to be bigger. And they'd be like, Jeez. Oh, I bought all me? of the packaging already. <laughs> or like it's packaged on a padded pallet, like about to get into the truck. Yeah. So a lot of those problems happen here, but because it's on a smaller scale than in California, I think it wasn't as publicized. Like people just look at California and they're like, oh, they're the, they've had legal weed the longest, you know, they're the biggest state. Whereas yeah. medicinally, you guys had it for a while. tax on it and an eighth is $80. So. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Yo, <laughs> yo, what the fuck? Hey, can I ask you both a question now that we've talked for a little bit? Yeah. Of course. Uh, it seems like, it seems like you both balance each other out really well because a lot of everything you're saying, Casey, is like science fact and math based and like order of <laughs> operations. And like, so there seems to be like this beautiful balance between like the flow of doing dishes and the 45 minute barley and the exact precision of like 
a perfect bartender pour of one and a half ounces <laughs> between the two of you. That that like seems to match each other really well. Thank you. Thank I think, you. I appreciate that. I, I definitely hold down the hippie spiritual mumbo jumbo on this side, and <clears throat> you know, Will's got like a economics degree. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, ceramics. Awesome. I was gonna say, yeah. The best way to describe this is she has a BA in ceramics, and I have a BA, almost an MA, in macroeconomics with a concentration in arbitrage and uh, currency <laughs> exchange. Left, yeah, left brain, right brain. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Plus, I smoke a lot more weed than you do. Hundred um, <laughs> percent. But but I also I do have a BFA in film production, so. Like, nice. I, I think that's what, what works is because when she's like, I think we're going to do a guided meditation and we should get really high before we do it. I'm like, yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, yeah. it, it cool. works out. It works out. Well. We, yeah, we, we do balance it and we joke about that all the time because she'll say something. I'm like, that sounds absolutely insane. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. On our end, uh, so her name's Mary Jane Gibson, MJG. And my name is Michael J. Glazer, MJG. Nice. And we're both uh, a fiery, angry Aries. And one time we were at a huge concert festival called Life is Beautiful in Vegas. And we took Molly and we were just walking in circles, talking and getting to know each other. And at some point we realized that we're more comfortable on our, like standing in one way together than the other way. And it's because oh. I'm a lefty and she's a righty. And so we went down this whole rabbit hole. Where we were like, yeah, we're more comfortable with our dominant hand on the outside so that we can like handle our stuff and you handle your stuff over there. And it was this big Molly ramble. But at the end of the day, it just felt right to be like, that's the balance. That's what yeah. it's all about. Like an observation you can only make when you're really high. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. No sober oh, person would ever think that, but it's kind of beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, maybe in a past life, if we were like Viking warriors and we would put our dominant sides to the outside so we could fight the oncoming and, you know, the hordes and, yeah, you know, protect our, our like soft selves. Anyway, yeah. That was great. We're always coming up That's with incredible. past life reasons why we do the bullshit we do. <laughs> Like, well, I mean, I was a zookeeper, so I don't like cats anymore. They Speaking bit my of, toe off. Like, I actually have a deer skull tattoo, which is which is really funny. When I was in California or Chicago, rather, but it it was born out of one time we were just like walking around, probably drinking wine and high, <laughs> and we we're like, I think I was a deer in a past life, and I was like, me too. And like, you think oh, we were boyfriend wow. and girlfriend deer back lovers. then when we were there? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think we were. <laughs> Fast forward like six, seven months later, I have a deer skull tattoo. <clears throat> yes. You guys have any cool, tattoos? <laughs> I got yeah. I got or I got a circle no. on my arm. Everyone thinks it's for Oregon, but I didn't know that Oregon was a green O for the university when I got it. I just got it mm -hmm. because it meant be a really good person. It all comes back around. And it's like our we buffalo. were on tour for weed and grub in Oregon. And everyone was like, go ducks, go ducks. <laughs> no, 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 it's about karma. It's, a, it's, it's about karma. Yeah. Talking about karma though, your other tattoo, which uh, tied oh. into our whole thing was like a crazy thing. Oh yeah, go ahead, please. Uh, so <laughs> when we met uh, 
and started the podcast, or I guess I don't, I don't even know when I knew that you had this tattoo, but like, you know, fast forward, we'd been doing the podcast for a year and we were doing our first live show in Port Townsend, Washington on the way to Alaska. Cause we did a tour all the way from Alaska to LA last year. And nice. we, I was scouting locations. Mike was still in LA and I went into this place in Port Townsend. I was like, oh, I think this might be it. This might be the place for our very first live show as Weed and Grub. And it was called the cellar door. And I called Mike and he was like, no way. And it turns out he has from Donnie Darko cellar door tattooed on his back. Mm-hmm. It was meant to be. Wow. It was meant to be. And did you end up doing the it. show there? Yep. We did. And we nice. did it on the same fucking date that I got the tattoo because I remember the date because I got the tattoo after my 18th birthday because I was super stoned in my friend Mark Hirsch's basement watching Donnie Darko. And then I, it was my birthday. And then I was like, I'm 18, I can go get a tattoo now. And I got a cellar door because of that movie. And then we were at Port Townsend. And the day I got the tattoo, we did a cellar door live show. Wow. <laughs> Freaking yeah. wild. Yeah, that's freaky. That's fun. <clears throat> it was neat. I, I don't, yeah, you know, after, oh, and then after that, I just like jumped off a bridge. So I'm like, that's as good as it's gonna get. <laughs> We're, talking to your We're done. <laughs> We're done here. That was fun. Roll the credits. So you guys did a live tour, live podcasting tour. That's all. Where, did you have guests or was it just you two just like bantering? The cool thing about it was we would do like a little intro at the top for 20 minutes. And then our goal with the live show was to celebrate local artists and talent and so when we were in alaska we were a part of the alaska comedy festival so it was super easy to find a great comedian to be on the show but then as it turned out mary jane knew a what who was he jose uh jose and i had worked together at a restaurant in new york and he's performing uh in alaska he's an artist and performer and he also has this amazing drag character called josiana pussycat and uh, so Josie and a Pussycat was our drag guest. Yeah, which, which is a huge nice. deal because like, awesome. in Alaska, yeah. there's no drag scene, right? So it's just <clears> like somebody living their truth. And then for us to be like, to have the privilege of highlighting them for a live show and then on our pot, like the whole thing was just awesome. And then every yeah. single city that we went down from Canada and Oregon and whatever the other states are. I'm not good at geography. We just like found the best artists and comedians to have on each live show. And, uh, and it was great. And now we have like really close friends all the way up and down the coast because of it that we could, you know, hopefully smoke with any time. Nice. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> that sounds like a lot of fun. So what's, um, and then it doesn't have to be from the live shows, but w- what's one of the, most interesting or most fun guests you've ever had on the show? Ooh, fuck. I know. Hitting with the easy questions. <laughs> I, know, I, to, I mean, we've had such like, oh my God, I, we've been so fortunate to talk to all sorts of people inside the cannabis industry and outside. You know, we've had all, all sorts of people who smoke and who don't. But mm-hmm. my favorite uh, by far was David Crosby. When we got to oh, go wow. to, yeah, his sold out show at a theater here in LA and sit down with David Crosby for 45 mm-hmm. minutes to hear him talk about playing at Woodstock and getting the Beatles high to how fucking fired up he is about the climate crisis and how Greta Thunberg is his, you know, person and his champion and, and everything in between 50 years of like music and weed culture in this like kind of irascible, twinkly eyed, funny, angry, talented genius. It yeah. was yeah. great. What a good one. That's crazy. Yeah. They, they, I just saw a documentary about him on a flight 
to like Buffalo. Yeah. I forget what it was called, but remember that, my name. That's the one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and man, that, Ooh, that guy is interesting as hell. He's nuts, yeah. but He's man, nuts. what I wouldn't, He's what I wouldn't give to buy him a beer and just be like, start at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, he has, he has like no time for any BS and he yeah. cares so much about the future and he um, like all of his band that he surrounds himself with right now are all young and he's all mm. about like, you know, promoting youth and he doesn't look back at all. He only looks forward. He's just the neatest dude. It was so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Musicians are always such an interesting one. We, we haven't really done much, but we interviewed G Love recently. I don't know if you Ooh, know. From the special sauce oh my today. God. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, it was just so much fun because, you know, he's not, I mean, he is kind of a weed advocate, but you know, yeah. people know him for his music, not for his weed, but he has so many cool stories. And, you know, he made, yeah. he basically discovered Jack Johnson and we were just like, okay, we, we wow. got to do more of this. Like, it's crazy yeah. when you interview <laughs> or just talk to people that have lived lives like that. And you're like, fuck, this guy is cool. <laughs> God, I am just a wet noodle. Oh, we're so <laughs> Like the whole time I was talking to him, I was like, this guy is awesome. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway. So cool. It's okay yeah. to be a nerd. It is it's okay. It's a blessing to have like, a, where, like both of us, we all have like a platform where people just want to share their story. I'm so down to listen. And that's oh, all yeah. I want to do is just listen to some good, good stories mm -hmm. and try and like time capsule it. Good yeah. Favorite. My favorite what? Your favorite guest. Oh, oh. Uh, have we talked about David Crosby yet? Mm -hmm. Shit. <laughs> um, uh, you know who it is, actually? I mean, well, he's a homie. It's weird because we have gotten to talk to some, like, super famous icons in cannabis and out of cannabis. Um, I think my easy answer would be Trixie Mattel, who won RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, or Tom Ruger, who created Animaniacs, and we got to go to his fucking house and hang out with the legend from Animaniacs, Tom Ruger. But I think that's incredible is actually our friend, John Gabris, who is just a, do you ever watch the Simpsons? You ever seen the Simpsons? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Who has him? laughs> wait, wait, is that question? Is that, <laughs> is that the one with the dog? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's rude. I love the Simpsons. I'm sorry. That's a bad joke. <clears throat> anyway. No, it's so good. Uh, uh, there's a character on it named Poochie for everyone listening. And Poochie mm -hmm. is just like a, backwards hat, Hawaiian shirt wearing, serpent dog, as it turns out. And that's John Gabris to a T. And so um, we, we just have like a blast and we're so high and we're doing nothing but joking bits. And, uh, and he, he has a great podcast called High and Mighty. So as it turns out, that episode with John Gabris ended up on this comedy website called Vulture, um, where it was like one of the top podcasts of the week. And so, you know, not only did we get to be in, in ex a comedy magazine that's important to me, but it was by hanging out with a good friend and just getting high and chatting. And what's better than that? So that's the goal. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Smoking and yapping and hanging and stuff. So fun. There yeah. you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, man. I mean, All right. We should your, probably bring it back to weed. I was going to what's that? Who's your dream person? Oh, God. <laughs> Really so, hard. so mine is actually really weird and it's very, very specific. So I grew up, I, I was born in Colorado and I had crazy parents that they were like, holy shit, he can walk, put him on skis. Um, <laughs> so I've been skiing since I was one and a half. Like I was too young to go to ski school. So they're like, he's in diapers. We don't do that. My parents are like, <laughs> he can ski. So anyway, 
fast forward, I've been skiing my entire life. I was a ski instructor and a guide up in Aspen for a while. And there's this character in the ski world. Um, his nickname is the ski boss. His name is Tanner Hall. He's a former X Games. I like, interviewed him for high times. No way. Yeah. Yes. Good for you. That's awesome. So my Chad's gap. Yeah. Chad's gap. My ankles are broken. Yeah. Yeah. We've all seen that video. Um, so my buddy Wade Holland lives in LA now, did a a movie called, um, legends of Yellowstone about like all the guys that grew up that were skiers in Montana. And he interviewed Tanner Hall for it. I called up my buddy Wade and I was like, wait, I was like, your boy just started a weed podcast. Tanner Hall's Tanner Hall 420. That's his handle on Instagram. Like he's a total like born again Rastafarian. I need to interview him. He was like, Will, <laughs> it took me three and a half months and me like driving to a house that he was sleeping in his buddy's driveway of in order to like get him to do an interview for this documentary. And then like disappeared off the face of the planet. Never heard from him again. So I was yeah. like, I really just want to interview him because it's almost like, it's like why we started smoking weed, that forbidden fruit, you know, it's like, I want to get him in an interview just because it would be so hard to get him in an interview. And he's, apparently he's off the wall, but yeah, but that's awesome. You interviewed him Did you him think he was times. off the wall? <laughs> he, he was super off the wall. Like it took, some, <laughs> it took some getting him to the dispensary where I interviewed him here in LA and he, uh, but he is amazing. And I feel like he would totally vibe. Like he is just, yeah. you know, he, he wants to talk to people like you who like care mm-hmm. about skiing. That's really all he gives a shit about. Yeah. He, you know, he definitely wanted to talk about weed and about um, a lot of spirituality, you know, cause mm-hmm. he was having some big awakenings at that moment, but he really just cared about the mountain. So I feel like he would have a lot to just like completely open up to him about. And yeah. He would, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So speaking of high times. So I don't know if you're, are you still writing for high times? No, I left high times a couple years ago. I'm writing for Rolling Stone and a couple other joints now. Yeah, and dope and, and yeah, so you have seen a lot throughout your cannabis journalism career. I'm curious about like some of the most interesting things maybe you've learned or some of the craziest stories you've had to do. Oh, yeah. Um, I have learned so much. I think the main thing that I've learned is that corporate corporate cannabis is not a good thing. You know, I started writing for High Times in 2007 when most of my colleagues used pen names and we were on the FBI watch list. And now here we are with John Boehner serving on the board of a cannabis company while there are still people in jail. So I think that's the biggest thing that we all still have to work to highlight is that there's a ton of hypocrisy in the cannabis industry with um, anyone in jail right now and there's a place called the last prisoner project i'm sure you guys have heard yep. of with you know yeah steve d'angelo heading up to just get all of those incarcerated people out of prison i think that's hugely important and you know definitely something that i've seen track where it was like wait what's happening i'm you know we went from like being blindfolded and put in the trunk of a car to be driven to a grow to now it being like a, a sort of a tourist attraction and yet people are still suffering yeah, yeah. i think that's one so, of the biggest issues throughout but still persists in the industry and and there are like last prisoner project and drug policy alliance and root and rebound um in your area that are all doing great things but i mean especially right now i think it's terrifying like you're in prison for for a little bit of weed and there's this virus going around i mean she's fucked up yeah we could go down that rabbit hole i I do have to ask (laughs) though um because we're on the topic of high times You got any insider dirt on what's going on over there? Because I keep hearing murmuring from people about just 
They got a female CEO. They got a female CEO. They sure did. They put Stormy Simon in charge and Mm -hmm. she's heading it up right now. So I started out there when it was a family owned business and it was a, you know, like the the staff there was pretty much family. Like we would all go to a cabin in the Catskills together and like, you know, run around in the woods on, on mushrooms and edibles and stuff. And first time I ever saw a volcano was the cabin in the Catskills with the high time skiing. Uh, and then, um, yeah. And it changed hands in like 2017, 2018. And I left pretty shortly thereafter and I'm on, you know, good terms with everyone there. Mm -hmm. Um, and my sort of outsider's perspective now is just that they've really pivoted from being an editorial platform that cares about promoting the voice of the people in the culture to a, um, for-profit, company that really cares about um selling products and that in and of itself is kind of you know i mean it was started by tom forsad who was an outlaw 45 years ago who wanted to stick it to the man and uh now it's the man (laughs) it's a good way to put it yeah Yeah. it's it's unfortunate and i think that um there are a lot of people who still uh have ties to high times who really do care about uh the things that are the principles, those guiding principles of the company. But I think the current direction that it's going in is um, not about giving voice to people who care about the culture. And that's yeah. unfortunate because they actually just shuttered two of the magazines that they acquired. Yeah. Dope and Culture were just shuttered this week. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's what so. somebody somebody was um, mentioning that because we said we were going to be interviewing you and they're like, ask what's going on. Because it's <laughs> like... <laughs> what's going on is everyone should follow Danny Danko on yeah. Instagram and listen to his podcast, Free Weed, also, because he's a real OG um, mm-hmm. who's with the company for 18 years, and uh, he's a homie who cares deeply about the plant, and everyone should fuck with Danny Danko, so shout out to him. Uh, they just Perfect. fucking dropped him off. Yeah, he was laid off uh, last week, and um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there, but I think we yeah. can all see sort of like from the outside that, you know, the pivots, the pivots, the, I hate that word. I hate any corporate buzzword, but <laughs> the moves that they've been making are not um, in step with what built the company in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's as much as I can say. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, our, our lawyer that's comes decent. in and is like, can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> shut up for a second. <laughs> Oh, uh, good thing this is live. You'd be getting text messages like, yo. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> rain it in. Seriously. Come on, well, son. I'll turn yeah. that question around to you, Mike. Um, with your career path as like a comedian and a chef, what's some of the most important things you've learned in the industry? Um, that if you get nominated for an Emmy for writing for an autism charity benefit hosted by Jon Stewart, it's not going to be good enough to be Andrew Lloyd Webber's ch- Joseph in the Technicolor dream coat. <laughs> no okay. matter what, you might be doing something great that raises millions of dollars for kids with autism, but an old play done live on TV will take the cake every time. <laughs> <laughs> These are good things to know. There you go. That's a very specific piece of advice, but you know, we'll keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. Andrew, I'm coming for you, baby. I'm gunning for you now. <laughs> I have a weird, wouldn't that be crazy if there, it was like, who's your enemy? And I'm like, Andrew Lloyd Webber. He doesn't, know it, he doesn't know who I am. He'd be like, go on, I need to hear that story. <laughs> Do you have any enemies? So like crazy. off the top of your head, would you just like have enemies listed there? I can't. I can't yeah, know. oh, if you don't have a nemesis list, you're not doing anything where right? I am. <clears throat> yeah. I love it's the like fact when you that get Roxanne, sued, you've made it. Yeah. Do you know Roxanne Gay, <laughs> the um, writer and academic who she's amazing if you don't follow Roxanne Kay she's just 
the best and the funniest. And she just mm -hmm. tweets vague things about how her nemesis is doing things. And it's just wonderful. She's like, today, my nemesis wrote about having toast. I hate them. <laughs> a little trigger, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know it really grinds my gears. <laughs> do you guys have nemeses? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really don't feel like I do. Maybe I'm not doing things right. I need to like be a little meaner. But um, well, I just always give people the benefit. I'm like, oh, they were a really big dick, but like they probably have like a bad family and it's all gonna, like. <laughs> so I have to tell a really funny, so on that note, like sometimes I'll be driving and I, and I went to high school in New York. So I drive like a New Yorker, I'm an asshole. Mm -hmm. And so I'll like, I'll be like speeding around people. I'm like this fucking asshole sitting in the left lane, like fucking going 25 miles an hour, you fucking dick bag. And Emily's like, Maybe he's having a rough day. Maybe it's just like he his dog recently died and he's just trying to like go about it slowly. I'm like, and I like it for a second in my head, I want to be like, oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but like, really, I'm like, okay, yes, you're right. Like, take a deep breath, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. But no, I have nemeses because I had like three or four past lives. I traded currencies and started a creative agency and the CEO embezzled all of our money and we had to like sue him and it was yeah i have nemesis like that yeah <clears throat> like, i hate that bitch like, that used to yell at our dog oh yeah there, there it is <laughs> if you're an yeah. asshole to my dog like let's today she yelled at my dog again <laughs> i hate her <laughs> <laughs> anyway no um it's anything, no so you're uh mike i wanted to ask about because like i creeped your instagram mm -hmm. pretty hard um what's it like playing a tsa agent <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that was for a Facebook watch series uh, for my buddy Anwar and directed by Joel Blacker. Joel Blacker is a great director um, mm. and uh, shout out to him. And also weirdly enough, I was like, is Facebook watch, um, are they paying for this TSA series? It's called ASS, um, Airport Security Squad. And it turns out the whole thing was low key executive produced by Justin Bieber. Like he funded a TSA like a spinoff of The Office with TSA agents for Facebook Watch, but it didn't, like, nobody knew mm. that. Like, it was a weird day, man. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah. But I'm real proud of that project. They let me do, they let me improvise more than um, nice. most on-camera stuff lets me. And then they also let me, um, you know, those little baskets that you put your keys and your wallet and all of your metal objects in to slide mm. through the scanner? They let me fill that with, like, M&Ms and, and Doritos. So the whole time in the background, I'm just snacking at the <laughs> x-ray machine. And so it was like a dream on set every single nice. day. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Speaking of like TSA though, you guys in LA can fly with weed, right? Yeah. That's legal. Yeah. That's, no, awesome. that's nowhere have, else, right? Have you done it? Yeah, everyone's done it, I think. Oh. I mean, <laughs> I, mean like, I have and it's not sorry. legal here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, well, th there's like that question of privilege, right? Like I'm, you know, I'm not someone who gets stopped uh, for weed because I'm white. <laughs> um, and so I've always been, you know, that sort of like relatively careful, but feeling like a little ballsy enough to like put something in my cosmetic case or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the law is currently, or the sort of like the order is that they're not going to stop you, but uh, federal space is governed by the FAA. And that means you're under federal law when you're in the air. So they could still bust you, but the LAX um, TSA are not going to stop you. So it's you like could, a be cool law. 
Yeah. Are you like, cool? Hey, yeah. Hey, you're, you seem cool. I would say if you're someone who, who is like worried about, you know, anything, then don't do it because it is against federal law, but we all fly with weed. Yeah. 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 Cool. I actually sure. flew to Amsterdam once, <clears throat> didn't realize I had a vape pen in my briefcase until I got to Amsterdam. And I was like, I'd be that asshole that would get arrested bringing weed to Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I opened my briefcase. I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. Real it, side effects of marijuana. <laughs> something <laughs> anyway. that like I, I need to continue to acknowledge it, yeah. you know, with our podcast is that like how incredibly lucky we are to be able to do those things because I did live in New York for a very long time under the stop and frisk laws, which Bloomberg put into place where, you know, young black and brown men were getting busted for a roach and they're, you know, now they have a record and they can't get fucking yeah. benefits and housing and shit. And it's just so crazy and um, wild that I can be like, of course I fly with weed. What are you talking about? I went to the legal weed shop and bought legal weed and then I flew with it and it's maddening. Yeah. Um, and I love that you brought up Root and Rebound because that's another place that um, along with the Last Prisoner Project is doing great work with those people who have suffered from the, yeah. you know, um, fucking unfair laws that are in place. Yeah, well the yeah, last bullshit. South by Southwest cannabis business where we should have met our not the canceled one, but yeah. um, but last year when we were there, we went to the a panel about the war on drugs and how you know it's just really not over and everybody's like, cool, it's legal now in some places, like yeah. it's over. People like most people just don't think about it. Mm -hmm. um, it was crazy because it was in, it was titled "How Do We Heal from the War on Drugs?" and the whole panel was like, "How the fuck do we heal? How the fuck do we end the war on drugs?" It's still happening. And that for us because we started this podcast, kind of same thing. We're like oh, we, we're in a legal state and we can eat whatever we want and smoke whatever we want. And we'll just review it. We went to South by Southwest and that's when like the cover was peeled back. Yeah, and we were like, oh, fuck. This yeah. a big moment like, for us. Where we were like, <clears throat> we need to do more than just talk about like how fun weed is. Like, yeah. Like no more talking about like, yeah. like weed yoga without talking about like, how about we expunge some records? Before I mean, you got to talk like, about all of it. And I think bringing yeah. like what you guys do with comedy I think is really great um, as well because that's how you draw people in and get people to have fun and then bring up the big issues. Yeah, exactly. So. 100% culture, man. That's it. Like yeah. that was what we were actually going to South by Southwest for with our podcast this time. Uh, we would have been with Laganja Estranja, who is a fabulous weed drag queen and, yeah. um, you know, just like incredible cannabis advocate and open mic eagle, who if you don't know, you have to follow. He's a rapper and artist who also like really open about his cannabis consumption and we were going to talk about the importance of art and entertainment in cannabis advocacy and how yeah you have to like make people enjoy yeah. the message and that's so important and especially with corporate cannabis you know that is really getting squeezed out i mean you know normalization and destigmatization are very important and they should also be you know to whatever degree we can make it you know enjoyable yeah absolutely, absolutely. yeah and it is an enjoyable substance right you know, yeah. that's why we're all drawn weed to is it. fun. Weed, weed is fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It wasn't. Oh, you write the Rolling Stone? Yeah, weed is fun. And weed is weird, and it should be kept that way. It's, right. it's a tool of the counterculture to elevate consciousness. That's why they made it illegal in the first place, was to keep people in their little boxes and afraid. So. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <clears throat> South by Southwest, you're missing out. <laughs> we would have had such a good time, you guys. We all we're having our own South by Southwest now. right now. Yeah, are you guys going to be able to do your panel virtually or anything like that? Or is it just like maybe next year? Yeah, no, we're emailing with uh, Lagange and Open Mic right now to figure out a date and time to do just that because nice. it's still important to all of us. It's just a matter of, um, 
you know, setting up a Zoom link and hitting record. Yeah, yeah that's it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's which can be harder than it sounds sometimes. <laughs> well, I'd be really I'd I would look forward to watching that. I was really excited to see you guys at South by and so grateful that we get this opportunity to yeah. chat. We really appreciate you coming and doing this with us all your time. Hey, yeah, this is the highlight of the day. Like, yeah. Look at what we get to do right now. I put clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> Just this. <laughs> I saw something that it was like people who are wearing jeans during quarantine. What the fuck are you trying to prove? <laughs> Have you heard that they're, we're not calling jeans hard pants? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Softies. Yeah. I just wear leggings yeah. that have pockets now. Because for a yeah. while I was wearing leggings and I was like, the only thing I miss is like being able to hold shit when I walk around. <laughs> yeah. I need to get you a tool I, belt. I have a friend named Joel Hadley, uh, and he's my best friend in the world, but he doesn't have laundry in his apartment. He has to go to a laundromat. Mm. And he just texted me this morning that he's borderline close to considering wearing old Halloween costumes. Just so that he doesn't have Now's to the time to yeah, live right. your best right. life. Like, Nobody would judge him. There's so many good <laughs> quarantine memes, quarant memes. Nah. Nope. But, uh, <laughs> so much good stuff going around on that though. Uh, but, um, but yeah, do, oh, is any last words here? Anything that... Um, any updates, anything coming up that yeah. we can... We can and let how people to find know about. you, of course, yeah. besides Googling weed and grub, which is probably the easiest. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I love that as a plug. Your plug is Google. Drink water and check out Google. <laughs> Hydrate. <laughs> uh, so we're at weed and grub on Instagram. Our website is weedandgrub.com. Coming up, we have, I think, hopefully that virtual panel with Open Mike Eagle and Laganja Estranja to deliver what would have been at South by Southwest, which was called Art, Entertainment, and Social Justice. Awareness. Awareness yeah. for cannabis. Um, and then I'm uh, writing for Rolling Stone, so I have a couple of pieces coming up that I'm excited to uh, see published. One is about how cannabis businesses are coping in the ongoing coronavirus crisis. Um, that's it for me. How about you, Mike? Yeah. Um, oh, what's your what's your Instagram? Mary oh, my Jane? Instagram is at this is Mary Jane underscore, which is a nightmare, but yes, there is an underscore. It's a long Instagram No, And you can just, like, it's full of, currently full of cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> and my dog. Which is my dog. Yeah. Worth a follow, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it is. It's very fun. Uh, what's up with me? Um, I've got some stuff coming out, um, but until it's out, it's not worth talking about, because then you're just knocking on wood that's not there. Uh, but we'll see. I, I do believe um, that it will, well, I will say that, we, Mary Jane and I are making some recipes and doing some uh, posts and publications for a bunch of really cool weed places. And I got interviewed for a couple of things that are hopefully coming out in May and June. This is all very fucking vague. Um, follow me at GlazerBooHooHoo on Instagram. If you want to see pictures of food and comedy and... Uh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and listen, to, yeah. if you want to check out our podcast, uh, Weed and Grub, I didn't even put two and two together, but our podcast this week, um, whenever you're listening to this, John Gabris is our guest again. So if you want to get a double dip of the Gabris guy, check out both of those episodes if you like just a lot of really funny people uh, doing very dumb bits. Yeah, we talk about birthday salami, um, <laughs> what to do with your ABV weed. Uh, yeah. He gives us a volcano uh, demo. Yep. Yeah, it's cool. 
I, uh, I was listening to that one and I liked the uh, quarantine names as well. Oh uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> We're, pie Viking? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's changed time. a lot since I listened to that, but when I was listening to it, I was the SpaghettiO warrior and I felt good about that. That's oh, awesome. That works. Really <laughs> nice. What's yours, Casey? So it's the last <clears throat> thing you ate and then your high school mascot. <laughs> <laughs> Spaghetti a warrior is great. There's alliteration involved here, but I'm the toast tucker. Oh, the toast tucker. <laughs> Not the toast fucker. We, I grew up in a very teeny, or I went to high school in a very teeny tiny town in New York called Mattatuck, and we were the Mattatuck Tuckers because they really flexed the creative muscle on that way. What are you tucking? Wow. I don't even know what Your a tucker is. Nobody even knows who else. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Toast Tucker sounds like a great drag name, if you ever <laughs> <laughs> lean into that. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, shit. Awesome. I might have just started a new career. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, definitely check out those episodes and all of their episodes because they're hilarious, super, super fun. And again, thank you guys so much. So cool to do this with you. So yeah. much fun to be with fellow podcasters, you know, as opposed yeah. to just like boring interviews. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. some music can I pass you a virtual joint? Oh yeah, to end the app. Oh yeah, let's let's oh, do that or um, a real one. I'll I'll, I'll oh, oh you ooh ooh okay. Let's get weird here. He was like, "Shit, I didn't realize you had it like on call." <laughs> here you go. Okay, thank you. So Sorry. if you. If you pass that to each other and then pass that to me, oh, wait. and then pass I'll it to the left. It up. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. You gotta light it first. Yeah. You gotta light it up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You pass it to me. <laughs> Do you have a lighter? It's in the wooden basket. Wooden basket. This was a great idea, by the way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna pass it to Mary Jane. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get that? Oh, oh she got that. It. Damn, that was smooth. Way better than smell vision Pass-a-vision. This is the best outro. It's silent and everyone's like, still <laughs> They're passing through the screen thing, though. I mean, it's just... <laughs> Good yeah, incredible. What a time to be alive. Quarantine. Uh, <laughs> and with that, no, thank you. I don't want to oh. break the circle. Oh, oh. oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh. And with that, <clears throat> this is another episode of the Mary Jane Experience podcast, brought to you by Casey Jones and Strawberry Sequoia. Mary Jane, Mike, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us. That was awesome. We had so much fun. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. Thank you guys. Have a good quarantine. <laughs> good night, stoners. <laughs> I ashed on the computer. Uh-oh.